It's time to explore the unexplained, to delve into the mysteries of our world and the realms beyond, to seek out the answers to phenomena that defy conventional explanation. Welcome to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with Karen Frazier and Chucky G, where that journey begins. Hello, this is Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with your hosts, Chucky G and Karen Frazier. Oh my God, ladies. Seriously, we just got here. Right up to the wire, man. Well, I have no game, evidently. They're trying to give me dating advice. Okay, so let's talk about about this on the air. I think we should. No. I think this is important that we talk. Cheryl, don't you think we should talk about this on the air? We need to get it out. We need to talk about it on the air. We need to talk about this on the air. So, Chuck, you are at a place in your life where you are ready to start exploring some dating. Okay. All right. And um, Cheryl and I both love you very much, as you know. Thank you. But you have absolutely no game with the lady. (laughs) Okay. And the thing is, is that women like nice guys. Yes. But if you're too nice, we think you're either a creepy, be desperate, Mm -hmm. or uh, see just a little um, clingy. Okay. So you don't want to be an asshole. No. Okay. No, no asshole. Check. Good advice. Okay. You don't want to be, you want to be your nice, lovely, wonderful self, but okay. you want to dial some of the stuff back like, well, hello. And stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one <laughs> Cheryl, well, anything to that. add? That'd be, well, just, I'd be like, hi, okay. I'm, I'm nice to meet you. Would that be fine? Like that? Hi, I'm Chuck. Nice to meet you. Yeah, that's good. Like, yeah, yes. like, go with And then, I mean, friends. be charming and funny and be, be friendly. Yourself. Like, be okay. like you would be with me. Okay, gotcha. Maybe not quite that mean, but a little, you know. <laughs> okay. Cheryl? Just, that's like, how you I'm get little... a little game. Yeah, 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 just, you know, get get a little, you know, just just be yourself. Wait, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. What's that mean, get a little game? What the hell is a little get a little game? So what? you don't show up to the first date with flowers. That's trying that's, too hard. That's, that's trying too hard. I, you you know, don't I'm show trying, up in a tux okay. and tails. That's well, no. trying. You don't go to a fancy restaurant with candlelight and a no. violin player. Oh, no, 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 no. You don't. You don't you, you you compliment in a genuine way without being over the top. You look nice, not oh my god, you're just so beautiful. Look how lovely you are. You make eye contact, but not to a creepy level. We stop the show now. Okay, all right. Okay, so just compliment normally, like uh, like first day for me, be like, hey, there's a place called Bally Doyle's, it's like an Irish pub and slash food and entertainment. That's good, right? That's, That's a good first date. Yes. Okay. Right. Good. Don't get drunk. Don't know. No matter how nervous you are. <laughs> no. And they start going, I really love you. You're so beautiful. Oh, you're yeah, so nice. beautiful and I'm so, I'm so lonely. Oh, Do not talk about your okay, past yeah. relationships other than in a cursory way. What's, a, what's that mean? Cursory way. What's it? So mean? don't talk yes. about your divorce in depth or your past relationship. Got Just it. say, I'm no. divorced. I was married. Um, we remain friendly. Right. Yep, that's what but I would don't do. Don't tell yep, her you remain super friendly because that's a red flag too. No, no, no. Just summarize and say, no, I'm divorced and I'm on my own. I'm trying to get out there and yep. do some dating. Okay, gotcha. Uh, don't say you're trying to get out there and do some dating. Don't say that. Okay. No. Just say, I'm divorced. No. I'm don't divorced. say, I'm looking. So I've seen you say on Facebook before, I'm looking for a lady. That's not having That's just joking. I was like. <laughs> 
I was just kidding there. Well, I was just putting that fake ad thing. It was just a joke. And if someone comes, you're supposed to do that. You don't have to ask for it. I'm like, it's a joke for crying out loud. But no, I would. Do not I would tell her you that. like pina coladas or getting caught in the rain or the feel of the ocean or the taste of champagne or making love at midnight. Uh, uh, okay. Check, 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 check. All right. Okay. Any, well, anything I, else, Cheryl? I think you've covered it quite nicely. Thank oh, you. You're you know, you know, I, I haven't dated in a while because Jim and I have been together for 15 years, but uh-huh. um, he had no game either. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And on that note, let's talk about our guest this evening, shall we? <laughs> I'd rather go on with this let's, because no, so let's just roll right into it. Patrick, help! <laughs> Tonight is Patrick Keller, who's an educator, blogger, and host of the Big Sands Podcast, which is a place for para-nerds, I like that word, to have an open discussion on all things paranormal, such like ghosts, hauntings, paranormal research, spirit communication, psychics, mediums, life after death, and not dating. And he's a frequent flyer here on the the pug, and we like that because next week uh, he's going to be doing something very special for us. He's going to be hosting our 300th show because, folks, this is two ninety nine. That's right. You are on the brink of history here. Two ninety nine. This is our two hundred ninety ninth show. Everyone. So he's going to be sitting in my chair, and who's sitting in your chair for you? Nicole Strickland. Ooh, look at that. I know. Who's, under the, who's you know, sitting in my chair? Yeah, who is sitting in your chair? In well, chair. unfortunately, you're the, only one who knows, you you, you're the only one who knows how to operate oh. the controls. <laughs> but you still, you're other than operating the controls, you're not going to have to work that hard. Because honestly, you're the one who's done 298 of the shows. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. No, I'm and, joking. And, I love know, it. I've probably, done, I've probably done 280 of the shows. I've probably missed 20 shows over the years. What would our listeners do if I wasn't here to screw up the audio? I mean, it just wouldn't be a paranormal underground radio show without that. We wouldn't get stuff like, I can't hear you. I don't know what's going on. I was like, hello, hello. That's right. And it's going to be a three-hour show because after the two hours, then Cheryl is going to play the interview that she and Chuck did today with Guy Lion Playflick. Thank you. Well, I and it, of course I want to say "gee" because it's a French <laughs> pronunciation. Gee, <laughs> So yes, but it was it was he was a he was a he got pretty oh, funny Patrick, again. Yeah, get I got off that MySpace yep. crap. Do you see what Patrick just put in the yeah. chat room? They'd have to tune into MySpace <laughs> to figure out what happened. Really seriously. <laughs> We want this guy hosting. Cheryl my, still is on MySpace. I, I don't know. I am still on MySpace. And she still plays that stupid ad where I, I say, meet us on MySpace. Like, I, <laughs> I don't even, I, I, don't, I haven't logged into MySpace in 10 years. 10 years. They have MySpace yeah. still? They're still on MySpace? Yes, it's mainly for musicians, but yeah. Oh, okay. I gotcha. still promote our show and magazine. I am a musician, but not, the, not a MySpace oh. kind of musician. But what happened to our cameras? They I don't know. Also, Mike. It just kicked us off and cameras went down, everybody. Went down. Oh my god, oh, freaking out. Hey, all right, while we're doing this, wait, wait. I know we're not doing really the news per se, but I do have one that I want to share with you. Can I just share it really quick? It's pretty fun. Do you want me to play the intro or no? No, it's okay. Okay, go for it. Uh, let me do it. The world gets weird. <laughs> this is news of the strange and the odd. And the odd. There you go. Okay. So anyways, this is called Lucky Number Plates. This is pretty funny, actually. So a man in China got more than he bargained for when he sla- when he splashed out. And I say splashed out. Splashed out. Oh, wait, hang on. There you go. Uh, 
$150,000 on a numbered plate 888. Despite only having a GM pickup truck worth about $5,000, the Chinese motorist, who is only known as Mr. Zhou, yeah, he's not going to give his name out, decided to spend only spend $150,000 on a customized numbered plate. Far from bringing him good luck, however, the plate, which reads 88888, saw him pulled over no less than eight times on the first day alone by police officers who didn't believe it was genuine. Police would see me. They'd wave me over, he said. I ended up being stopped for longer periods than I was actually driving. This caused so much trouble. In China, the number eight is traditionally associated with good luck, while the number four, which sounds like death when recited in Mandarin, is considered to be unlucky. I thought that was pretty funny that he puts 88888 on there, and then he gets pulled over all the time at least more than eight times, and it, what else a good $150,000 spent, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Well, my goodness. So there you go. That was that was the news. Of the that was change in the odd. This is gonna be my dating voice. Hi, I'm Chucky G. No, see, that's creepy. <laughs> that's creepy. Creepy. That's, you need to talk in your normal voice. And sexy. No, you know, God, withers, see, that's that's this is where Cheryl and I think you have no game, and we have actually discussed this behind <laughs> your back. So you have to know that this is true. Wow. <laughs> Seriously? Well, it was in a helpful. It's come We've said we've said we need to do something about Chuck so that he can someday have a lady friend. <laughs> Chad's put on their creepy G. Thanks, Chad. <laughs> you're the man. You're supposed to be helping. Be <laughs> it worse. Seriously. Whatever, Chad. Uh, yeah, boy, I, we're having some Skype issues tonight. The it's, the video keeps blinking in and out. Chuck's video see, isn't up at all. I, now. I can see Karen. Yeah, oh, Chuck is just doing the circle, the little toilet right. swishy thing. I turned it off. I'm gonna turn it back on. Can you see me now? So, no. um, let's let's have all the Skype problems on 299 because for 300 we have an apod. Oh, there he is. I'll tell you. Hello. We're all pixelated. Frozen. Oh, we, yeah, you're pixelated. I'm 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 sorry. What? Too bad we can't have our listeners pixelated. see us. They'd be delighted to see us. I look terrible. <laughs> I have post-workout hair. <laughs> And I'm pale because I accidentally <laughs> ate some gluten and I have uh -oh. absorbed nutrients oh, for yeah, several that's days. Not good. So. so am I still pixelated? Am I no. Still no, you're no longer pixelated. God. Do you guys play that game, Cards Against Humanity? No. no. Oh, it's very funny, but one of the cards, it's, it's, all, it's completely wrong, okay? I'm just going to tell you that right now. But one of the cards is pixelated bukkake. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> you know, oh, okay, you both know what that is. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, it's funny. Boo Do you know what it is? That's a bunch of boo cocky. Do you know what you're saying? No, I don't know. What I'm okay, saying. well, you need to look that up before you shout it out on the radio a lot. That's all I'm going to say. I it's a... like when Tanner was a little, it's B U K A K I. Just look it up. When Tanner was a little boy, um, we were in a restaurant. He's going to love that I'm telling this story on the air. <laughs> And he looks up at the wall. It was one of those restaurants that has, like, all the junk that they put up on the walls, you know. And he says, and he's, like, five. And he says, hey, look at that rusty trombone on the wall right there. And Jim and I both went, oh, rusty trombone. Well, Tanner realized that he had said something funny, but he didn't know what. For the next month, he <laughs> would pop out with rusty trombone all the time. And so finally I said to Jim, I'm going to tell him what it is. It's the only way to stop him. So I did. And he was like, oh, that's gross. And he never said it again. <laughs> Do you need to look that one up too, Cheryl? No. I, this is, if, if, if we've had listeners listen for the whole 300 shows, they will have heard the story told at least five times. 
Have I told that story about Tanner? <laughs> yeah, yes. well. But you know what? It's a funny story. So every bringing it up every now and then is a good thing because I like well, to laugh. Well, it's because I like to embarrass him. Yes. You know, <laughs> the only story I'm not allowed to tell is the poop story. And so I don't. Oh, yeah. I don't tell. Yeah. No. You know, kids. kids. What can I say? <laughs> I looked it up, but I can't find it. Type it in there. Type in there right now. Oh, well, I'll tell you on break or something. All right. Well, is, is it that bad, really? Is it got to do with, like, butts or something or what? That's got to be something really disgusting, isn't it? So I shouldn't say that on my date? Well, hi, I'm Jack Bugaki. I, no. I call myself that, no. <laughs> oh, don't say that. It, let's just say it's something that they have to pixelate, if that tells you anything. Oh, okay. Ooh. <laughs> Talking about the exit, are we? All right, I got it. Oh, and look at that chap in there. An exit in the face, I think, yeah. really. Look at and, and Chad put in Pervy K. Oh, thank you, Chad. <laughs> oh, thank you, Chad. We have new yeah. names. Pervy G and Pervy K will be right back. I mix that up. Oh, sweet. <laughs> so, um... Jim and I last weekend went and did some exploration of ghost what? towns. Tell us, tell us, do tell. Well, you know what's really funny is that what I discovered is when you tell people you're going to explore ghost towns, they think you're yes. going to look for ghosts, ghost. which is not what we were doing. No. A ghost town, for those of you who don't know, and I think all of our listeners know because they're very intelligent people, right? Yes, they are. Well, I hope so. Right. So uh, a ghost town is a town that where some of the buildings may or may not remain foundations, but it's not a town anymore. Like Wellington is a ghost town. Um, and it's a ghost town. But <laughs> this was, these were historical ghost towns. So one of them was um, just like about 20 miles up the road. It's a town called Bordeaux here in Washington State. And I posted a bunch of pictures on my Facebook. And it's like this magical fairy tale place almost because there's six buildings left, but they're like in various states of disrepair, but like walls with holes in them and stuff. And there's ivy growing all over it. So it's just just beautiful. And um, it was a coal mining town. No, I'm sorry. It was a brick town. It was a timber town, and they had a brick factory there. Okay. And um, so it was really just absolutely incredible. And it was like not even a lot of them you have to hike to. This one was quarter mile off the road in the woods. Really neat town. Um, and then we drove up along the Carbon River, which is by Mount Rainier here in the state. And um, we had to, this one you had to hike to, we went to a place called Melmont and it was a um, coal mining town Mm -hmm. around the 1900s. And uh, there's less stuff there than Bordeaux. There's a a big, huge long wall that was part of a train station. And um, there's the old schoolhouse, the remains of the old schoolhouse. Mm -hmm. And that's really kind of all there is. And you kind of have to poke around in the woods to find these things. But what was funny was actually there, um, I ran into a spirit up there. Some little kid came skipping up to me and started telling me stories and telling me about the schoolmaster in town and how he was a jerk and he called them all little bastards and stuff. (laughs) And then he he skipped behind me as we were Uh walking through this. And it's, I mean, it's, you know, it was a couple mile walk. And he was skipping behind me singing, Mr. Master, little bastard. It was really weird. That is slightly weird, yeah. You're like, it go was. Away, go away, go away, no, he was, he was cute and he was funny yeah. and stuff. But yeah, it was, and because that's not what we were looking for, we were looking for, you know, yeah, yeah. right. We we're, were just 
kind of exploring historical and places. The historical places and the buildings and the, yeah, not looking for ghosts. Yeah. Ghosts, but so ghost town. Where we went for this, for this Melmont, there's this bridge. It's called the, I think it's called the Fairfax Bridge. And it goes, it's like about 100 feet up over the Carbon River, right? Okay. Yeah. And so we actually, and so the river is 100 feet below. We oh. actually had to drop down by the side of the bridge to get to this tail, ta uh, trail. So. That's yeah. Creepy for me. No, it was actually fun because there was a little trail going down. I mean, it was a little bit steep. Um, yeah, yeah. But, you know, we were wearing grippy shoes. It wasn't like mountain goatee steep. It was yeah. just, you know, okay. there was no, we were never in any danger of plunging into the river or plunging <laughs> off the side. <laughs> well, of the that's good. Yeah, that's good. We don't want some but, plunging into the river. Yeah. And then this weekend, speaking of ghost towns, we're going up to Wellington for the first time. Oh. For the summer, I mean, you know, first time cool. this summer because yeah. mm -hmm. the roads have been closed, and I just I found out last week that they're open. So, nice. big exciting stuff, man! I get you got exciting can, stuff going on in your life, girl. I can, oh yeah, woo, woohoo, volunteer Woo. at the museum tomorrow, going to Wellington on Saturday, making ribs oh. on Sunday. There you go. Man, you're a busy lady. Well, hey, remember we were talking at break they... I was just asked to be the MC for the Meta Physical Fit Fest yes. here in Yorkville, Illinois. That's yeah, gonna be that's awesome. exciting. You're going to be an MC. You're going to use the Chucky. See, that's where it's an use appropriate. The voice. That's yes. appropriate to use the voice. Okay, that's yeah. appropriate there. And I'll yeah. be talking about the show and my website, ChuckyGcommunity.com. Yeah, and it'll be it'll be great. It'll be wonderful. It'll be a nice way to connect to people, and then I can know people in my community because it's like two blocks from my house. So it's kind of neat that it's kind of connected that way too. So. You know, versus like some other town or something. You know? Yes, yeah. I'm. I'm. I think it's great. I'm absolutely delighted for you. Hey, maybe I can getting get some out more. there and you're promoting the radio show. Yes, I'm trying to. Uh, for a long time, I would go places and promote the magazine and radio show, and I always kind of felt like I was all alone. <laughs> no, I will do that for you. I will do that. Well, will you will do it for name. you, too. I'll say Karen Frazier is a lovely woman. Karen Frazier is the star of the show. And I'll say and Cheryl Knight-Wilson, oh, the best producer ever. Best producer. She really is. I mean, she's, come on, 300 shows, man. Well, See? 299. No, we 299. I still just boggles my mind. You guys are just beautiful and wonderful. You know that? Just wonderful. <laughs> See, if you do that on a date, though, it's going to be a little much. <laughs> I know because you guys know me, so I can just say, "Well, you look really nice today." How's that? Very down, you know, just chill. Just, I mean, a, a compliment like, "Wow, you look great." Yeah, if it's true. Nice. Yeah. Or I mean? you know, if if, if, if she true. doesn't, if she looks terrible, just find something nice to compliment. You have, um, I like your hair. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Something like yeah, that. I do that work all the time when people come. Like, oh, I like your shirt, or oh, I like your necklace, or yes, like, oh, but only one. Do you think how many compliments? One. one or two, Cheryl. I think one. One. I think more one. than one sounds. Yeah. So save it for like a good time yeah. and then just. Whoosh. Yeah. Yes, and Cheryl and I were arguing about this. Um, well, we weren't arguing really, but Cheryl seemed surprised about the third date rule. Oh, uh, about the having the. You gotta wait. You gotta wait longer. On third wait. date rule, man. No, Chad says that's a second uh -huh. date rule, but I, I don't think so. I think Chad thinks he's a dude. Chad would do about the first date if he Come could. Come on, I'd say thing, tenth date. date. If you're a woman, tenth here's the thing. Date. If no, no, you'll lose the guy, man. Wait, who is Chad talking about? He says you look so hot in that hair. Is that what I'm supposed to say? No, Chad has no. Hey, Chad. Hair. 
Thanks, buddy. I'm gonna do that. My buddy Chad so, says so, I should here's tell the you. Thing. First, date, first date is um, you won't get a second date. <laughs> if okay. You, if you know, on All the right. second date, it's a little bit too soon still. The third okay. date is is just third or fourth date usually yes. are just about yeah. right. If you start to go beyond four or five and you haven't even tried to kiss her or anything, that's that's not your gonna... friend zone. Wait, no wait. So when oh, when. Oh. Maybe when a little kiss, 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 kiss on the fifth date. Yeah. A little kiss on the fifth date. Here's the thing: you can kiss on the. You can kiss on. No, you can kiss on. Don't you think you could kiss on the second date if you're if you feel like you're both feeling it? Like a little peck. Yeah. Like a little kiss on the cheek. What happens if she grabs me and starts like French kissing me? Though? Am I supposed well, to? Well, lucky you. <laughs> yeah, in that case, I say go for supposed it. Supposed to push her away. I'm sorry, my friend. Hey, well, lady, I'm not attracted to you like that, man. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry, my friend. It's not appropriate. It's only the second day. Get your tongue out of my mouth. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, it depends. I mean, okay. you know, it depends yes. on what's happening and the chemistry and stuff like that, I suppose. Okay. But so you have just, to like, in general, third okay. date seems to be, yeah. yeah. Well, being a psychic, I can kind of feel if the energy is appropriate or not. So at least that much I'll know. But it's like, I just don't know. You know, yeah, like, I you, think you need to be psychic to feel if your energy is oh, appropriate. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's not the area that I use my psychic abilities for. But anyways, but I'm saying, like, you know, do you, are you allowed to, like, open the car door for someone anymore? Are you open? Yes, that's fine. Opening the car door, yes, as a matter of fact, yeah, that's yes. fine. Hey, I wasn't sure because, you know, a lot of people go, what are you doing? It's like, I'm trying no. to be. Oh, oh, opening the door and the that's car door, right. that's the car awesome. door, pulling out the chair for her, not pulling out the chair from under her. No, 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 yeah, that would be bad. <laughs> those, things, those things are, those things are just polite and nice, you know, standing okay. up if she gets up to go to the bathroom. Those yes. are just. I mean, okay. that's just. That's kind me. Of that's why I wanted to know. If I'm like, am I supposed yeah. to like? You go, yo, babe, go to the bathroom. I'll be right here when you get back. You know, I don't want to do that. No, and you want to come up to the. You don't want to like drive up and sit in her driveway and honk or anything. You want to walk her to the door. <laughs> all of those things. Those things are all important. That's courtesy. I'm not saying being a dick. Just I'm drop just, her <laughs> off in the alley. Let her yeah. walk home. Drop her off a block away. Get out of my car. <laughs> Really, what you should do is just come to a rolling stop and put your foot in her ass and just kick her out the door. <laughs> Dude, Wait, do that. Thanks, man. I'm a bad boy. See ya. And if you're and if, her, if your friends show up and are nearby, you pretend you're not with her because that's really important. Oh yeah. Wait, oh, this is going awry. Where did we go wrong? Oh no, she's not with me. Stop! Stop touching me! Stop talking to me, my friend. Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> Go away, stranger. Don't be sitting here with me. I'm sorry. I don't know who she is. She just came up and started talking to me. Yeah, that would be bad. Yeah, but we won't do that. So is there a date forthcoming, or are we just, is this just, are, are we just pissing no, in the wind? Well, the, I don't know if it's really a date, but all right, so do you tell me. Okay. So the real estate lady that um, sold her house, she's, I don't know, she's in her late 30s. She's still younger, but I, I, I don't know, whatever, oh, but but she's very pretty she's short and she she came to she brought my check to work for the house closing so because i wasn't there and she goes here she goes okay here you go babe she goes here you go babe uh, uh don't just make sure you, you keep that safe and i said okay and we had talked about doing lunch you know, like doing a lunch you know for her helping me out so i'm like all right so i'm gonna try this i'm like well i asked her one question i can't remember what it was and then i said would you be interested in, uh, at least I owe you dinner, you know, would you be interested in dinner? And she said yes to that one and yes to dinner. So I don't know if that just meant. So it, I don't know. It's a professional relationship up mm -hmm. until now. And so I guess you would just have to see and try and pick up the vibe a little bit yep. and see. 
Yeah, um, so, that's right. so we just go like to the, uh, as I was saying, go to the Irish pub thing, just get a drink and some food. And if we're just talking, it's fine. And that's fine. Yeah. That's good. Too, you she know. didn't say, so here's the thing. If uh, back in the day when people yes. used to ask me on dates, <laughs> many years ago, um, okay. if somebody asked me out to dinner and I wasn't interested, I would say, we want to go have coffee. Or I would suggest coffee or lunch. Yeah, for my friends, my the girl friends from work were saying they're saying no. She said yes to dinner, like yes to dinner. Kind of Cheryl, doesn't that kind of seem datey to you? It seems a little datey. I can't be sure, but it it sounds like yes. Josh Wood says that a lot of this dating advice is antiquated AF. Josh, we are in our fifties and forties. <laughs> That explains it. Some of us have not dated for many, many, many years. years. Many, many years. Many, many so, years. And, and that's it. So, she's in her 30s, so maybe you need to ask Nicole Strickland because she's, you she's right. younger and has dated. I wasn't sure. I figured way, first, it first was lunch, and then she's, and I said dinner, and then she's like, oh, yeah, dinner. And I'm like, usually lunch is like, you know, you hang out, whatever, more businessy or frenzy. When you say dinner and someone says yes, definitely, you know, yes, then yeah. that just seems a little more. Well, and the, the thing is around here in the South, everybody you run into calls you babe or dear or sweetheart. Right. Yeah, but in California, that. if somebody calls you that, they want to date you. Okay. Yeah, I didn't really? think oh, yeah. I just thought that was interesting she said that. But I think it was more think, like she, I yeah. switched it from lunch to dinner and she was like, oh, yeah. So I, don't I didn't say the kiss. Uh, uh, Josh, I wasn't talking about kissing on the third date. So, you know, no, she wasn't I talking mean, about I totally, I've totally made out on the first date. <laughs> well, so. I wasn't trying to do it purposely. As a matter of fact, that. I've been a first date. Yeah. Yeah, so. I wasn't trying to purposely do that either. I was just figuring, no. you know, dinner would be nice. because I'm trying I to it. set you up for success. I think we may not be the people to talk to. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking that perhaps Cheryl and I have been out of the game too long, Chuck. Okay. Maybe I, I talk think to maybe you should ignore everything I we've said. So. <laughs> Josh, I need help, buddy. I'm just telling you what, you know. <laughs> type I'm what I'm supposed to do. Hey. Josh, you're going to have stay to single. And, and give him some coaching because, um, you know, like I say, I've been married for 15 years and, uh, yeah. Bob says I'm about 69, but isn't that like way down the line in dates? <laughs> I think <laughs> that's his age, Josh. Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. You know, maybe what? Okay, maybe maybe this is the advice. Go up to her and say, yes. "Hey, babe, want to hook up?" <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get punched in the hey, face. Hey, get I, cut I, to I the know. chase. You'll either get a yes or no, and then there you go. Oh. Then you'll know. Uh, then you won't have to figure uh, out any of this, I any of this signal I, I think, stuff. I think it's break time. It's break time. <laughs> yeah. tired. And apparently, Cheryl and I, you know, have old-fashioned sensibilities. So there you go. All right. So we are going to go to break and we'll be coming back and we will be talking to Patrick Keller. So stick around. You're listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark here on MixLR. We'll be back in two and two. <laughs> I just did that for Patrick. Hey, great t-shirt. I've heard of that place. It's really supposed to be haunted. You wear such cool t-shirts. You must have been, what, to every haunted spot in the country? Well, not really. I'm a member of HauntedShirtClub.com. I get a great t-shirt from a different haunted place every month, along with an info card with photos and stories and more. I can hardly wait to open it every month. Wow, I have to check that out. HauntedShirtClub.com, right? Yep, that's it. Hi, this is Cheryl Knight, editor for Paranormal Underground Magazine. And I'm Chad Wilson, Paranormal Underground Magazine's publisher. 
Every month, Paranormal Underground Magazine explores the unexplained by examining topics that range from haunted sites to ufology to cryptozoology. We also spotlight investigators and researchers who continue to pave the way in a field that seeks to answer some of life's most complex questions. If you want to read about topics like psychic phenomena, demonology, conspiracy theories, crystals and herbology, and much, much more, visit ParanormalUnderground.net and start exploring the unexplained today. My name is Daryl E. Berry Jr., longtime practitioner, researcher, and explorer of things metaphysical, mystical, and cutting edge, and founder and director of Next Density, a research, education, and development effort for personal and thus global progress, transformation, and development. My current and upcoming books include Travel Far, Classes on A Course in Miracles, and Next Density. For my books and other writings, videos, interviews, public talks, and workshops, and to schedule for consultations, classes, and courses, visit DarylEberryJr.com or NextDensity.org. Next Density. Change yourself. Do you want to keep up with what's going on at Paranormal Underground? Then tweet us on Twitter at ParanormalUG. Or follow us on Facebook at Paranormal Underground. Meet us on MySpace, Paranormal Underground. There's no need to be in the dark about what's going on at Paranormal Underground. Join us on your favorite social networking site today. So you're looking for the best in Paranormal Radio. Well, you just found it right here on Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark. Join me, Chucky G, and my awesome co-host, Karen Frazier, for topics ranging from the metaphysical to the unexplained. That's right. Every Thursday night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, and other times in the flyover states on MixLR, we will delve into all things paranormal. And along the way, we'll, we hope to entertain you and have a few laughs as well. So join us on Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark, exploring the unexplained. We are back. This is Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark with your host, Chucky G, and the lovely Karen Frazier. We are having a very interesting conversation off air, which I will not repeat. Let's not. You know, all the interesting stuff really happens off air a lot of times. I feel sorry for our guests who have to sit there and listen to it. But Patrick knows us a little bit because he's a frequent flyer. And welcome, Patrick. Welcome, welcome to the back. show, Mr. Patrick Keller. Chucky, you are really excited to see me tonight, aren't you? I feel for you, man. That was rough. Was it rough? Yeah. Did yes. we not sound helpful? No, Did we sound you're... interfering. Oh no! Oh no! You were helpful. You were just beautiful. <laughs> Don't worry about it. it was wonderful. <laughs> Lovely. I'm very excited to be here. Thank you for having me as a guest because yes. you've co-hosted. I have. And next week, <gasps> you're you're taking control. My chair. You probably have. You'll probably have more control over this thing than than Chuck and I do. Honestly. Oh my gosh. Am, now, am I supposed to channel my inner Chucky e. G for this? Yeah. No, I want you to be you. Chucky e. oh, okay. be here. I thought that would be interesting. Well, I wanted to hear him do my voice. <laughs> okay, let's try Patrick it. Keller. Let's hear it. Patrick Keller. Uh wait, what 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 what's your line at the very at the very uh well what's your uh your like weird news? How's that start? Oh when the um, world gets weird. And things don't make any sense. We're news of the strange and the odd. Okay, let's try. When the world gets weird and things don't make any sense, it's. <laughs> I, I you forgot. Do you do any other voices? Well, 
rated R. I can do the rated R guy really well. Okay. Or right. better. Job better. Now, it's not included. <laughs> can you do that? Can you do that in a world? Or, you in know, a world. I don't yeah. know. I've never tried in a world. Yeah, the movie What's trailer it? guy. Is it the movie trailer? What does he say? In the world, in a world where I don't know. It's, haven't you ever seen movie trailers? They all start out with "in a world." <laughs> they all start out with that. I haven't seen that. I do want to see it though. I remember uh, seeing that trailer and thinking, "Shut up, that's cool." <laughs> can you do the Can you do the movie films film guy from now? You probably didn't have this. You probably had better projectors. You're a little younger than than Chuck and I are. But when we were in school and we would watch the movies and the projectors, you guys watch the talkies. No, when you would yeah. be watching a movie in school and the yeah. movie, the projector would get weird. And also just like flipping, you're like, what? Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm gonna go into a seizure. I do remember the just kind of um, the slideshow projector things. And I remember always begging to be the person who oh, had the, the film strips. control thing. Yeah, film yeah. strips. That's it. Yes. And, you know, you'd hear beep and you have to, <laughs> you know, push. Well, push are, you young and, are you young enough that they had that they did the videotapes or DVDs or something instead? Because we had actual the reel to reel when we watched movies. I do remember seeing a few of those. Mm -hmm. Um Mostly, I remember, you know, just the film strips, like, yeah, uh, where they'd have the slides and they'd have to. Although I guess that that kind of came on a reel to reel thing, didn't it? it? Well, yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't live action. You oh, would have to turn it. it when it beeped. But the reel to reel, like <laughs> you would watch a movie in a theater. Although they probably don't do reel to reel like that anymore either. But they were the reel to reel. And actually, my first tape recorder was a reel to reel tape recorder. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I had one of those too. I did. We, used one at a we are older than dirt. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, my car was was styling with my eight track player. Bam. Yeah. So okay. So I Queen's had an eight track player in my car. Queen's a night at the opera. Yeah. My best friend Julie Clapper and I used to listen to that on eight track. Her dad's Queen's a night at the opera on eight track. I had one eight track in my car because it was in the car when I bought it. And uh, do you want to know who it was? Mm -hmm. Are you ready? Olivia Newton-John. Oh, Olivia Newton-John. Yeah. I used to rock Olivia Newton-John 8-track. Physical. Physical. No, it would have been yeah. something much earlier than that. I don't that remember what it was, honestly. I didn't listen to it a lot because it was the 90s that were way cooler things to yeah, listen to. When, when I was like 22, so it would have been about 1987-ish. Yeah, right. I'm 50. Um, so when I was 22, I went out on a date with this guy who asked me out, and I didn't realize that he was like 20 years older than me. And um, I probably would have suggested lunch or coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and he, I got in this car, and he had an eight-track player in 1987 wow. or 88. And I knew he wasn't the guy for me <laughs> because everybody had a tape deck by then. <laughs> he was like have you ever heard of this guy named louis armstrong <laughs> hey i love me some satchmo man i have louis armstrong on my iphone on my what do you call it do you call it still your ipod even though it's your iphone now or do you just call it mm, i don't use the term ipod anymore that's that's weird to me i would say phone although i just talked to someone today who said they still 
a podcaster actually, and she said that she listened to podcasts on her iPod. And so I guess it's still a thing. I haven't like used an iPod, a, tr- a tr- true iPod oh, in years. Yeah, me either. And and so we, but like when when my iPhone shuffle does like picks two good songs together, we always Jim and I always say things like iPod is getting uh, becoming self aware and things. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh well, you know, pretty much anything I say dates myself anyway, right? You know, videotapes. I'll I'll yeah. still like you. That's You'll okay. still like uh, me. Oh, that's safe, that's buddy. nice. So should we talk about you since we're gonna talk about us? Yeah, let's talk about you. Let's talk about Yay. ghosts. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about cemeteries. Let's so talk about I wanna I wanna stuff. start first with um the Big Sands podcast. All right. Sure. Because um you were nominated for an award. Now, when do we know the results of this or do we, or are people still voting or? Well, we know the results and the results is that we're a big fat loser. Oh, but- <laughs> I'm so sorry. You're a loser. That's okay. Um, you know, it was, it was really fun. Honestly, uh, you know, the point of the podcast awards, it's actually, I'm sure to the listeners, it, it could get kind of annoying, but, you know, the point of the podcast awards is that you get your um, listeners um, to uh, vote daily. And so um, I started coming up with uh, these little memes and things daily, you know, trying to remind people to vote. And so then I tried to make them funny. And then a few of my listeners even made a few memes to try to share them and get people to vote. So it was kind of fun. Um but, you know, I'm sure it could get a little annoying, too. So I'm sure there was a sigh of relief when it was when the voting period was over. <laughs> so can I can I tell you something? Please. Tell As me you know, this is our 299th episode. That we've is insane. Been, we've been, never been nominated for anything. So you're doing fine. Yeah. Yay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about the Big Sands podcast. I've been a guest on it and I had a lot of fun. And you are... Um, you are a pro. You're you're good at what you do, and um, I know because I've been on some shows where people aren't as accomplished as at what they do as you are. So, <laughs> tell us tell us about what you do on the Big Sands. Well, I started out as a a blogger actually, and when I started the blog, I just kind of wanted to. Um, this was about the time I was experiencing my what I've always called my spiritual shift which all of a sudden um, I just got obsessed with reading and, and wanting to know answers about the other side or the spirit world. And I started being interested in paranormal topics and started a paranormal team for a couple of years, investigation team. And so the blog was really just meant for me to just talk my way through it and um, share my, my journey through trying to find answers and, um, just basically blabbing through, you know, not an expert on any uh, particular topic, just wanting to bounce around and, and hit a lot of things, particularly spirit communication. That's always kind of been my, my big obsession when it comes Your to. Wick. Ugh, so when I, so, and, and that just kind of um, in 2008, that's when I started listening to podcasts, um, the paranormal podcast with Jim Harold for, Several years was the only par- uh, podcast no, at all we that I listened back, to. We were around back then. I know, but it, they were the only. He was the only one I listened to, and and, and a couple we years ago, I found. 
And, uh, you know, so I just kind of do the same thing, except now I, um, you know, I talk to a lot of psychics and mediums. Um, I try to get, I've had a few paranormal investigators on there, um, you know, just authors. And sometimes I don't have a guest. Sometimes I talk about my own, you know, I'm putting this in quotes, research or uh, just, you know, nerdy uh, things that I'm doing or, or my search for answers in the paranormal. So in your search for answers, so what I, I think I kind of get what you're excited about because we've talked about it mm-hmm. and you kind of, you like the spirit communication and I think you kind of lean on the side of the psychic metaphysical. Um, and I'm curious as to why you think that is. Well, I know that I have wanted forever, not forever. Well, since I, I mean, there was a time not, I mean, just a decade ago that I wasn't really into the paranormal. So this has all been kind of a a new thing, really. But once this whole obsession hit and and the books and the investigation and all of that, um, I really, I was a psychic wannabe, a medium wannabe. And I still kind of am, although I've kind of given up, even though you, you, you have, uh, you know, um, you yelled at me for, you know, giving up That's and saying right. that I'm psychic as a rock. Me, what did I, <laughs> why, why did I tell you that you should that I'm you not supposed to say that because it blocks me yes. from those abilities. You're yes. putting that energy out there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Manifest. So, do that. but yeah, I, I just, um, uh, in that time period, I, oh my gosh, I started re- the first books I was reading, they were really probably too hardcore for me to be reading at the time. I was reading about learning how to channel, and uh, I was reading about astral no, you don't projection wanna, you don't and stuff start like out that. Channeling, you know? channeling yeah. is um, a little intense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, and then I, I, the biggest thing that I have the most experience on, and I would still never call myself an expert, and I haven't done a lot of this research, you know, recently since I've been podcasting, but. I did a lot of stuff with EVP, so that was kind of my, the way I chose to try to communicate and try to get answers. But the problem is, and you and I have talked about this, is I pretty much equally have this skeptic side, a really healthy skeptic side, but then a side that completely knows that paranormal exists, communication exists, EVP Because you've had the experience and you've talked to people who've had the experience, but you still can't help having that. They fight with each other, yeah. and and I think and like you said that that blocks me in in a lot of situations like when I'm going to haunted locations and people are experiencing stuff left and right and you know I've got the one side of my brain going oh my gosh what mental stuff's going on in their head and then I've got the other side of my brain that's going oh my gosh that's so cool how come it's not happening right to me? I I get it have I given you my best advice on that yet I'm, I don't I, remember have you uh. When you're in the moment, be your be in the moment and don't deny yourself that. Think about it later. I do try that. I do try, mm-hmm. and um, I think I'm getting better at that. Yeah, but no, I get it. It's that that uh, when you have that really, um, and I think we all have it to some extent. I mean, there's only a few people I know who have never had that other voice yapping at them, the logical one. Um, I certainly have, but I. You know, so it's hard to it's hard to overcome. But if you can be in the moment, it can make a big difference. Yeah, yeah. 
Yep, that's for Plus, sure. Plus, I, I, do, I, I do think that because you even have told me that you've had like little spidey sense kind of hits, right? Um, most of the time when that stuff, well, I mean, I really have had very few actual experiences that I would consider paranormal. Now, as far as like psychic intuition type things, maybe a few, um, nothing, um, nothing huge that That's stands out. But I mean, I've had, part. I've had like, you know, rapping on the wall and I've, I've had my, um, you know, famous two or three days where I had my rapper, you know, I talked about my rapper, not like, not like Nelly or Tupac, but like my knocker. Yeah, and, your knocker. Uh, oh, no, I have knockers. knockers. That sounded nice. bad too. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I've had those experiences where uh, I am 99% confident that, you know, I had, you know, a buddy here communicating with me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually at the last place um, we were living at the time. But, you know, and I have had, um, you know, on, I could probably count on one hand as many hours and hours and hours of EVP research that I've done. Probably on one hand, you know, some samples of EVP that, and I would never even call those for sure EVP, but, you know, mm. pretty close. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I got burned out on a lot of that stuff, because I would just get so frustrated with myself when you spend days and days sitting in front of an audio editor and listening for things and really wanting so badly to hear something and then you fight yourself mm-hmm. and uh it, it it really does kind of burn you out you know and you got yeah. people left and right they're like oh here's our evps oh we got 20 evps from this thing and 20 evps from that thing and then i find myself um you know disagreeing with their EVPs. And then I'm like, well, that's not my place to disagree with their EVPs. You know, that's their thing. And I wasn't there. And so I just took a break from it every now and then. Like, uh, I went to the haunted America conference, uh, this last week and went on a few of their tours and, you know, uh, little ghost hunts. And, you know, I have yet to analyze that audio. I recorded audio for those trips. And it's been a while since I've had to put my EVP analysis ears on for that. But, um, you know, every now and then it's kind of fun to get back into it. But I was doing it too much, I think. I think you can get burned out. I think that that's that's pretty common. And especially if EVP is the main thing you're doing. Because I've always been... um, the thing that I've been good at has been EVP as far as the investigation side. And you just can't Well, that's because you, said, you think you can kind of in intuitively figure out when it's happening, right? Mm-hmm. And so you don't have probably that uh, skeptical part of you because oh, you, no, already I have, you already have a validation thing, I would think. Yeah, but I do still. I, I still have oh. that skeptical part. Even today I do. So, you know, that just happens. So what do you think then if EVP is kind of your, is kind of your jam – for lack of a better term. Look at, look at me sounding like a 30-year-old. It's your jam. Um, so if EVP is kind of your thing, what do you think about some of the new methods that people are using to get the audio, which I don't think is true EVP, but people call it that. So the audio box or the spirit box or ovalis, things like that. Just I, I think um, 
you know, I'd probably just call those different forms of, you know, ITC probably, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I mean, I think if you're getting communication from audio, I guess I would still loosely call that EVP. But I've been, it's funny how quickly tech in the paranormal world happens because, you know, really I've only been out of the, you know, formal paranormal investigation for um, a couple of years. And, you know, I was spending way too much money on tech then. And that's so incredibly old school compared to what now. I mean, I, I had a spirit box. I had a couple spirit boxes and things like that. Mm-hmm. But um, right when we started, uh, we were going in, inactive. And um, that's really when the REM pods were hitting and um, the... Uh, the ovulus, I mean, the ovulus was there, but we never had an ovulus. I, I'm really fascinated by those. But, do you know, it, like this last week when I was at the conference, I was hearing all of these terms that people were throwing around. Oh, do you have a, you know, whatever? And, oh, yeah, we've got this. And I was thinking, what? What did you say? What? What is that? And, uh, you know, I, I'm just, I can't believe. And, and that kind of makes me <laughs> sigh with relief, too. I'm like, oh, I don't have to keep up with all that tech now. <laughs> you know, you don't but, have to stay on top of all this stuff. Right. Anymore. And now I can just go and get some of that stuff if I want for fun, you know, and, and, uh, sit here and try that. So I'm one of these days I'm, you know, going to get an ovulus and I'm going to get a few of these other techie things that, mm-hmm. uh, that people are talking about. Cause you know, the K2 meter and the EMF meter and, uh, a recorder just doesn't cut it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it does, I don't know. It does for me use. because I'm terrible at tech. Yeah, so no, for yeah. me, I'm good. Like Chuck, Chuck tried to teach me how to use the Echo Vox. Really, honestly, Patrick, all you need are a couple of um, uh, apps on your yeah. phone now, almost. Yeah, the Echo Vox and you know, I'm more skeptical about those than anything. Really? Well, why, would, why would that be? I mean, like let's let's take the Echo Vox for instance. Um, well, I mean, does the Echo Vox have to be on your phone? Because I don't even know that much about the Echo Vox. Well, no, I think you put app? it on your PC, but I put it on my tablet, actually. It's not on my phone. Oh, yeah, I have it on my phone, but I mean, I put it Isn't on my tablet. is that kind of the same thing? Tablet, phone? <laughs> well, well, no, because you're... iPod, you know, Atari, whatever. Atari, yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, your phone is... 64. Yeah, but see, your phone, you know, people can call you and stuff, so there's a different kind of transmission to it versus your tablet where it's basically just kind of a... No, a I know. I'm thing, just you know? teasing it. I'm just teasing so, you, Chuck. Yeah, but I mean, um, I, I put it on my tablet, and then I like the fact that you put it on your tablet and you put it in airplane mode, so there's no right anything coming in. It's four banks of sound, uh, phonetic-generated sounds, of course, and then you run them randomly at high speed, and then you just start talking. And I don't put any stock into it unless I'm getting exact, intelligent, repetitive answers to what I'm asking for. And, and also, you know, I find it fascinating if it's the same voice. Like you find the same tone in the same voice over and over and they're, they're trying to, you know, communicate with you. With then multiple I, syllables probably. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, you can get full you Yeah, can get if full it's sentences. one syllable, you have to just yeah. throw it out. I mean, let's be honest. That's yeah. a big pet peeve when people, people hear, eh. And they're like, oh, my gosh, that was yes. Yeah, it was not, yes. Yeah, and I'm like, oh. no, that was a eh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like when you say, are you fine? Yes, I'm fine. You know, stuff like that. That's right. That's right. pretty cool, you know. So, but I mean, I like that app 
because I was using like the SB7 and all the other ones where it's all static and it's like they work, but it's very hard to, to, to figure out what, what, are they're, what they're even saying, you know? They're um, fatiguing to the ears. Yes, exactly. And auto high matrixing high. is like crazy. I mean, you can, you can hear, if you take water and it drips, you can hear your voice being called and it's just auto matrixing. So right, right. that's why I liked the Echo Vox because of the way I could seal it off from any, any outside transmission coming in and I'm just getting banks of sound. And I'm getting, uh, and then if I put it to the you know repetitiveness and the same the same sounding voice, and I'm getting you know answers and full sentences, you know, or full words, you know, then I find it a little more interesting because there's a there's just so many things out there that just I tried this one called the SCD one on my computer, and it's like I can't, I don't know what they're saying, you know what I mean? It's like it's just a bunch of gibberish to me. So and then you go back and say, oh, did you hear that? I'm like, no, I didn't hear that, you know. But I think some of the coolest stuff I've ever caught is basically just on a recorder. Sending it down as a static recorder and then coming back and going, are you kidding me? Like, I just got somebody mm -hmm. screaming in a building that there's no one in, you know? Um, that's the kind of stuff that I find fascinating, you know, because there's nothing to generate it, you know? And my, my uh, typically how I, when I would sit, you know, in my home and do EVP research, I would never do it unless I had at least two recorders mm -hmm. going on. And, and I was always fascinated by when I would get something in one recorder and not the other. And to me, that was like, yeah, isn't that interesting? Go. That's yep. to me, that's pretty validating when it's in one but not the other. Yep. And when and I would hear rare. it in both, yep. then that meant that it was more likely that it was my stomach growling, or <laughs> you know, the 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 dog breathing heavily or something. And uh, I mean, I can't tell you how many times it ends up being something like that. And it just sometimes I wonder if other people are being the same amount of, you know, are they really taking care to make sure that it's not, no, they're not the no. stomach growling and yeah. all that? No, no. I mean, you know, um, using high def recording equipment like H4s or, um, you know, things like that take some of that out of the equation because now you can very definitely tell it's somebody pulling up a zipper as opposed to somebody saying, get out. Because it's more clear. Right. Because it's clear. But I do think that there's, um, and, and I've probably been just as guilty of this as other people because you get excited when you hear something. And so, no, I think that there is, there, there does tend to be a lack of discernment when it comes to EVP. And I mean, in my, I've been doing this a long time and I've probably gotten four or five EVPs over the years that I would consider a class A, mm -hmm. know what it's saying, makes mm -hmm. sense, you know, EVP. So absolutely. Hey, we need to go to break, dudes. Okay, dudes. All right. Break let's it down. Do this. Break it down. Go to break uh, and come back. <laughs> we'll talk about some other stuff. You know, Patrick's uh, good at this audio. <sighs> he actually teaches a class on it too, so. We can talk about that. We can talk. We can talk about anything you want. Alrighty. You no, know, we can talk about hauntings in your area. Whatever you want. We're Whatever. So stick around, everybody. You're listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark here on MixLR. We'll be right back. Hey, great T-shirt. I've heard of that place. It's really supposed to be haunted. You wear such cool T-shirts. You must have been what to every haunted spot in the country. Well, not really. I'm a member of HauntedShirtClub.com. I get a great t-shirt from a different haunted place every month, along with an info card with photos and stories and more. I can hardly wait to open it every month. Wow, I have to check that out. HauntedShirtClub.com, right? Yep, that's it. 
My name is Daryl E. Berry Jr., longtime practitioner, researcher, and explorer of things metaphysical, mystical, and cutting edge, and founder and director of Next Density, a research, education, and development effort for personal and thus global progress, transformation, and development. My current and upcoming books include Travel Far, Classes on A Course in Miracles, and Next Density. For my books and other writings, videos, interviews, public talks, and workshops, and to schedule for consultations, classes, and courses, visit DarylEBerryJr.com or NextDensity.org. Next Density. Change yourself. Hi, this is Cheryl Knight, editor for Paranormal Underground Magazine. And I'm Chad Wilson, Paranormal Underground Magazine's publisher. Every month, Paranormal Underground Magazine explores the unexplained by examining topics that range from haunted sites to ufology to cryptozoology. We also spotlight investigators and researchers who continue to pave the way in a field that seeks to answer some of life's most complex questions. If you want to read about topics like psychic phenomena, demonology, conspiracy theories, crystals and herbology, and much, much more, visit ParanormalUnderground.net and start exploring the unexplained today. Hey everyone, it's Karen Frazier from Paranormal Underground Radio. I'm here to tell you about my latest book, Pioneer Spirits, Investigating the Haunted Lewis County Historical Museum. In the book, I got together with Patty Valdez, South Sound Paranormal Research. SSPR has actually interacted with the ghosts at the Lewis County Historical Museum for more than seven years, and the experiences that I've had there as a volunteer and paranormal investigator have been significant. So I'm excited to share the story of the ghosts there with you. I hope you'll pick up a copy of Pioneer Spirits so that you too can know what it's like to encounter one of Washington State's most active haunts. This book is available on Amazon.com or you can visit my website at authorkarenfraser.com. The traditional light bulb, a groundbreaking invention in 1879. It's time we switch to longer lasting Energy Star light bulbs. They're more efficient than the old bulbs, like a text message is more efficient than a carrier pigeon. And they cut down on our energy costs. Because in our own groundbreaking age, we deserve a light bulb that saves us some cash. Saving energy saves you money. Learn more at energysavers.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Ad Council. While cutting molding with a 12-inch dual compound miter saw, while holding a newborn baby in your arms, when face-to-face with a congregation of alligators, with the ball in your hands and the entire freaking season on the line. There are a million places you'd never consider texting. So why would you do it while driving? NASCAR driver Casey Kane here, asking you to please stop the text. And together, we can stop the wrecks. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Get the message at stoptextstoprex.org. Hello, this is Nolan Ethan, and you're listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark. This is Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark. We are back on MixLR as Oh Crap was told to me off air. Hello. It's amazing that we ever make it back from break, I really. Know. I have to keep going. Cheryl, how many seconds? How many? How many? Oh Crap! That means get on the air, Chuck. Get on the air now. You guys are nerds. We're total nerds. <laughs> so we're back. It's me and Karen and Cheryl and the wonderful and lovely effervescent Patrick. The lovely and effervescent aren't don't don't you feel special now? Now, if you were a lady on a first date, would that feel creepy? Um, if someone called me effervescent, lovely uh, and effervescent uh, on a first date, <clears throat> would it feel like they were trying too hard? 
It would probably depend on what generation I was from. If I was hip, if I was hip. Well, that just that there's the <laughs> that, never mind. It just right <laughs> oh my god, seriously, seriously. Question I'm hip. Or- I'm cool. I already told you that. I mean, uh, I'm partnered right now, but if even before then, I was. I did not have game. So, uh, so is your so you very, not have game and still is, get a partner? Your partner is your partner <laughs> a paranormal nerd too, or does he just put up with it? It, it, it I get a lot of eye rolls. He puts yeah. up with it. He's yeah. very good with putting up with it. Um, like, he oh, had to adjust quite yeah. a bit to having a para nerd. Well, and and but he did, and mine did too. I mean, but it, it does. There is some work involved in that, isn't there? It's There's funny some negotiation. I'll have some, uh, you know. Contract. I've always. <laughs> I've always got a a book, some crazy book on the nightstand, and uh, you know, like the um, astral travel or some yeah, crazy sure. stuff, yeah. and. Uh, uh, very often, I would come in the room and see the book turned upside down. <laughs> really? Just what, about doing, what about when you're doing EVP stuff in the house? Um, you know what? That was uh, that was never really a huge issue, I guess. Um, I don't remember there being any issues there. But uh, uh, Sylvia, this is the 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 book that I would always have turned upside down. You know, Sylvia Brown and I. You know. She uh she has, you know, her drama too, but I love me a good Sylvia Brown book. You love you a Sylvia Brown. They're very and positive. Yes. But yeah. she is also has, you know, she has kind of a look to her that could frighten some people. And so whenever he would see the Sylvia Brown cover and it and she always almost, always her pictures on the cover. Her picture on the front. That always got turned upside down on the night. Yeah. <laughs> So do you have like a book or something that you find has really been either really super piqued your curiosity and made you want to explore more or that's influenced you? Well, definitely the book that was partly what kicked off my spiritual shift that I was talking about. There were a couple of things that kicked that off, but it was uh, Ghosts Among Us by James Van Prague. We were just talking about James Van Prague. And... um, I mean, I'd have to reread it again now. It could be the lamest book in the world now. I don't know. But that is, you know, what kicked it off for me. And um, So what led you to pick it up in the first place? I was probably the year before this. I had really just started. A lot of my listeners know this already. They're probably rolling their eyes because I've talked about it a lot. But I had just started reading for really the first time, reading for pleasure. You know, I, I grew up hating, hated reading. Um, could not stand it. Um, only read when I had to, and even then, probably not. And I can't uh, even relate to that, but go on. Uh, and somebody uh convinced me, uh, probably like 2006, 2007, to uh read the first novel in the Tales of the City series, Armistead Maupin. And I was like, uh, whatever. Oh my gosh, you'd please, can you pay me to do this? Because really, that's going to be miserable. And uh, I Wait, read aren't it. aren't you a teacher? I, I totally am a teacher, but I'm a music <laughs> teacher. Come well, I, oh, right. I know. Sorry. I know my son's music. My son, my son doesn't like to read either, and he's going to be a music teacher. So I get it. Yeah. <laughs> but I read this book, the, the first book in the series, which is like eight books or something like that. 
And I had just this like, oh, experience with this first book. And I could not, and I was so proud of it. And I was so excited. And, you know, it was, it was non, or I mean, it was fiction. And uh, so I, for a year, I read a book a week and was so incredibly excited and proud of all of a sudden having this new thing. I would, I would stay in from parties. I would not go socialize. I just stayed home and read. It was my new thing. And then it was that next year that I found Ghosts Among Us. And after that book, I almost never read fiction anymore. I feel like I'm wasting my time with fiction. It's like if I am not soaking in some kind of knowledge, um, really, it's like a wasting my time thing. Now, I've really, really slowed down with reading. Um, It makes me kind of sad, you know, when when you're – Doing a podcast, you spend a lot of that time that I was reading, you know, is now being used by podcasting or, you know, blogging and things like that. But, um, or, you know, teaching. So I got to make a living. uh, So I don't read as fast as I want to. Sometimes it might take me a month or two before I finish the book that I'm working on. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Ghosts Among Us, James Van Prague, that did it. Probably need to read it. I read every night. I read every night before I go to bed. (laughs) Same here. So what are you working on right now? What are you reading right now? Right now, actually, I am working on Marla Martinson's The Buddha Made Me Do It. And um, she is a mutual friend of uh, Karen A. Dahlman. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's coming on the show. Thanks to you. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Uh, They are both really cool people. And I've discovered that Marla and I... um, Kind of not. Uh, it doesn't exactly. It's not exactly parallel, but um, our our uh, search for answers is is very similar. I can very much relate to um, her experiences that she's had, and so I am almost done with her book. The Buddha made me do it. That's the one I'm reading now. So, what is it about? Uh, Marla Martinson is a. Uh, she's in. LA area, I think. And she has a few books on matchmaking. So actually there you go, Chucky G. She is a matchmaker, um, you know, Hollywood. And, but she also, uh, I guess several years ago, just be, she started a journey to enlightenment. And so the book talks about all the, the funny and silly things that she went through. And uh, like she went to, uh, this little, you know, new age shop where she got uh, whipped by bamboo or something. What? You know, that was Say supposed what? to make you, you know, I don't know what it was, but that was one of the Cry? funniest, funniest chapters I've ever read in a book. I almost peed. And, uh, but uh, you know, just, she, <laughs> she's really big on the Ouija board too, just like Karen Dahlman is. And, uh, um, I just bamboo. That's weird. Whipping. I know. I, I, think, what? I think it was. I'm gonna beat the enlightenment into you. I'm gonna beat it into you. Yeah, it was you something like that. She said she well, had you know, but if you think about it, there are Christian sects that do the um, yeah, yeah, yeah. self flagellation or whatever yeah, well, it is, the, uh, the pa- wow. penance, or but it wasn't like that, right? I uh, really, I mean, her. Um, her I'm husband. gonna have to look her up. That's now. crazy. I, I don't see how that would do any good except for make me cry, maybe. <laughs> well, you like have. it? But she went through. Uh, <laughs> well, 
quite a few nerdy things to be enlightened and uh, is she enlightened? So is she enlightened? Well, she's she's worked on her intuitive abilities. I think she's gotten to the point where she does not have to use the Ouija board for oh, her communication. Um, but uh, it's it's just really cool. It's 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 funny. She also has um, a YouTube show that's funny to watch. She talks about lots of different things. I'm trying to remember her YouTube show. I can look her up. Something cute. Something cupid. Something hmm. cupid. Since she's a matchmaker. So do you use a Ouija board then, or is that something that you've worked with? Um, I have used, it's been a while. Um, it hasn't been very recent, but I've used the Ouija board off and on for probably three or four years. And, and have I, you been possessed by Satan? I have not. And, oh, and what I tell people, my, my listeners are used to me hearing me say that I've had no communication whatsoever in None. like years. On the Ouija. Never had any communication. Never. Um, I often use it by myself, but I occasionally will have a partner on the other end. Usually it's my mother or That's my sister. We call sister. that Ouija Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, I've joked about how I'm I'm I'm. You know, basically using it as a coaster. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's pretty, and it's I, I am I am fascinated by them. I have a couple boards, but um, yeah, that's that's how I usually shoot down the whole demonic stuff. Sure. Like really, because you know nothing's happening here. So where do you want to explore then? Because you've done a little with the Ouija board, you've done with the EVP, and I know you've started looking at some of the enlightenment things. Are there any areas that you're like super interested in that you haven't done a lot of work with yet, like, um, I don't know, reincarnation or stuff like that? I don't get into some of the, um, some of that stuff is fairly deep, you know, like, uh, (laughs) like the last guest. That uh, that I was on here with you guys. Who? What was his name that I co-hosted? Oh, the guy, the guy that I liked, whose name I never remember. That was, <laughs> that was a little guy. Who was and the guy? So, so, Maitreya stuff. Yes, yes. Yeah. So I, um, there are some things that just go over my head, and I'm okay with just leaving it right there and sticking with things I can comprehend, but you know, really what I would like to do is to some of the tools we've been talking about, like Chucky e. G talking about the echo box, echo box. Mm-hmm. And, uh, 999. You know, yeah. I'll probably always, you know, I, I do, even though it wore me out thinking of how fast the technology moves in the paranormal. Um, I do get excited to see what's going to come down the road. And, you know, one of these days I'll just find something and grab it and, experiment with it and hopefully have some kind of something that I can feature on the podcast and have my listeners kind of follow the journey with it. But it's hard for them to follow a journey when nothing happens. (laughs) Well, no, that makes it easier to follow usually. You don't have to think much. Yeah, really. (laughs) So have you, have you, because you were reading about astral projection and astral travel, have you tried any of that or lucid dreaming or? Any time that I have read about lucid dreaming or, or dreaming or um, the astral travel, I will have weird experiences, 
you know, during the time that I'm reading that, mm-hmm. um, I never had any like experiences or, oh, we, you know, after talking about or reading about that stuff. Um, I totally missed your answer because my sound linked out. Yeah, the sound went out there for a second. You haven't had any experiences with it? Is that what I you said, were? I love pizza. <laughs> mm, I do too. Mm-hmm. Mm. I can't have it, but it's tasty. No, I was just saying I, I tend to have more vivid dreams around the time that I'm reading about those things. Um, so what, but do you I think those, what do you think those vivid dreams are then? I don't know. And, I, and I'm not a person who often remembers his dreams. So when they do happen, I mean, they stick with me and I, I do kind of, you know, it rolls in your brain, you know, for a day or two trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, I'm not a bit, I don't interpret them very well. And I know uh, I don't read a lot about actual dream interpretation, but I do have people that sometimes will volunteer things. And I don't, I don't know what I think about that. Hmm. Because I tend to think um, that really vivid dreams are uh, spirit trying to get your attention. Mm-hmm. And so if you are, especially if you're somebody who doesn't remember your dream and suddenly you're having a vivid dream while you're looking at this stuff, mm-hmm. I would say it might be worth paying attention to. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I have had a few that really st- stick out and, you know, they would have been some of them go back to like three or four years ago because I blogged about them. Um, most of the time when I have a, a dream, you know, I'm going to talk about it. And it's been a while since I've had a really good one that has, that sticks out. That could be something, you know, some kind of contact or something. I have had a, a, a few spirit visits, I think. Um, mm-hmm. I those are usually pretty vivid. Technical term for those. Yeah. But, um, and what's funny is, one of the vivid dreams that I had, I was with my dad who was on my paranormal investigation team. It was my family. And um, I've always said, I've never seen anything. I often hear things. I will sometimes, you know, maybe feel things or feel an energy or something, but um, I've never seen a full blown apparition. And, you know, that's the big, I mean, that would be the big kahuna for any paranormal investigation team, for everybody to see full on apparition in front of you. Well, there was one, actually two dreams that I can think of right now where I'm dreaming of seeing a full-blown apparition and and waking up being so excited, getting ready to run to my blog because I can tell people that I found an apparition. And then you're like, oh, God, that was just a dream. Oh, don't you hate that? You wake up. <laughs> or, uh, you know, sometimes I'll think like I'll be sitting there thinking about something and I'll think, wait, was that real or was that a dream? Mm-hmm. That just makes me nuts. Oh, Bob's got a question in chat. Did you see it? Yeah, go for it. It says, Bob wants to know, was, do you have dreams that keep running in the background and that it has a significance to you personally? Oh, like running in the oh, background says, while you're yeah, awake. While, while so you're like, awake, yeah. Uh-huh. Guess, yeah. So I think he means like a dream that sticks with you. Yeah, like when you're awake and you keep, you yeah. vividly still remember oh. it and it's going. and. Oh, yeah. Uh, and most of those dreams that I would be talking about, because I only have, a, a, again, I don't remember them very often. They do stick with me. Um, I've had several paranormal themed, you know, dreams that are like that. There was a dream that I had. Oh my gosh. Speaking of um, interpretation, there was a dream that I was experiencing the apocalypse and 
I was in, I remember I was in a school building. It was not my school building. It was some other school building. You know, I am a teacher. And I could see, you know, off in the distance that this just waves of fire was coming toward me. And, of course, you have this anxiety because you you realize, oh, my gosh, this is it. (laughs) The world is ending. And you just see the fire coming to you. And when the fire got to me, it was the strangest, most comfortable, um, beautiful, like, feeling. And then I just woke up. And and that was really I, – I don't really – I am not uh, – uh, I've run away from, you know, religion, organized religion, and so yeah. those types of things. I don't even think about that. And so the right. fact that I dreamt that and uh, – I don't know what that was meant to tell me, but I, I mean, it, it was cool that I, I was not afraid by after it was over, you know, it was a cool feel good experience. Apocalypse dreams are actually about new beginnings. Mm. Mm. So it might've been telling you there was a new beginning coming and the comforting feeling is it's okay because change is scary. Right. So if this, if this happened like before some major change in your life, whether whatever it might have been, or something big changing in your life, it was a it was a this new beginning's coming and it's comforting. I'd have to go back and look and see when that was. I know it was at least three, four years ago. Yeah. Hmm. Also, baby dreams are also about new beginnings or creativity. Baby dreams. I never had one of those. Never had one of those. I think women tend to probably have those more than men, I would imagine. Just, you know, because we're more tuned into the symbolism of the baby. But, yeah. I will have dreams where I lose my dog. Like, I can't find him. Or he gets... Yeah, those are anxiety. I'm I'm very obsessive about my dog. And that's one of the reasons why I know that I will never have children. Because I lose my mind over... A dog. You know, know, anytime I'm away from the house. Oh, my gosh. What if there's a fire? Oh, my gosh. What happens if, you know the house falls down and he runs out. Oh my gosh, what's going to happen? You know? So um, every now and then I'll have those kind of anxiety dreams about um, that. So I imagine maybe that's similar, I guess. Yeah. Those are anxiety dreams. Yeah. We, yeah, I have anxiety dreams. too. Anxiety dreams are pretty common or the, the big anxiety dream that a lot of people have. That's the recurring one is you're back in high school or college. You haven't been to your class. You have a final you either can't find your classroom or you have the test in front of you. You both, not, you all three of you are nodding. Have you all had that dream? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. very common anxiety. Breaking dream. out. Oh, and you, yeah. all of a sudden you see like 50,000 um, laptops and iPads being pulled out. <laughs> and you pull out, you know, your big chief notebook and you're like, what? Yeah. What is going on? We're in the wrong era. What happened? Oh, my God. We didn't have laptops and iPads when I was in school. No, they did not. Uh, you couldn't use a calculator either. You get thrown. You get sent to the principal's no, office. No, we couldn't use calculators. And I couldn't use them. And trigonometry and uh, the upper-level math. Oh, I was never in. Sorry. You couldn't use just... it for, like, arithmetic. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, they didn't let us. Use, they didn't let me use. They didn't let us me use it when I was in school. They're like, no, figure it out in your head, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I experienced guilt. Like guilt was thrown on me if I had to use my calculator. So yeah. it wasn't encouraged when I was. Oh growing. well, see some of the the classes that some of the math classes I took. That was a requirement: is you had to have one of those Texas Instrument. Um, yeah, like they, they called like graphing yeah. calculators <laughs> or something. Calculators. Yep. Yeah, and oh my gosh, so Tanner needed that when he was in trigonometry here a few years ago. And um, 
Those things are expensive. They cost more yeah. than an iPad. Oh, well, my God, bucks, they're expensive. We sell them out in Back to School's Club. We're going to sell a ton of them. Oh, they're hideous. <laughs> I was like, I had to breathe into a paper bag because, you know, you go get school supplies. You maybe spend a hundred bucks, right? No, not this oh. year. Oh. I don't even know how to like clear one of those. I'll see them at school. Sometimes the kids will have them and I'll, you know, see one on my desk because I'll find it or something and I'll need to put, plug in some simple equation. I can't even like figure out how to plug it. I'm like, forget that. And I get some old school <laughs> calculator out of so my So you desk. don't you don't type in like shell oil and turn it upside down so you can see that it says that? <laughs> I do remember doing that, yeah. <laughs> so well um, that was that was exciting. Those were the exciting times. Look at look at from going where we've been in our lifetime from typing shell oil or hell just if you were really racy. On your tight on your calculator to iPads and iPhones and oh my gosh! About the coolest thing that I did like that was, uh, I mean, people don't pass notes anymore. For one thing, that was really. I, I they, remember do they text each other or Snapchat? They text or each other. I used to collect student notes. I had a huge like file cabinet drawer full of them, and uh, I always said that when I retired from teaching, I was going to write a book and I was com- going to compile all of these notes and you know protect the uh, the innocence. Yeah, sure. And uh, it's been like probably five years since I've even seen a note being passed because it's That's not a thing so anymore. Sad. So and no, I, do you like me? Yes or no? Check this box. Right. That None doesn't of that. happen. It, no. None of that. I mean, and I don't fold them in the little neat talk- shapes. Yeah, we used to do those, and we, um, in my buddies, of course, we were really nerds. We weren't necessarily the cool kids, but um, no, we used no. to speak in op language. So we would write our notes in op in like foreign languages so that people could <laughs> translate, you know, what we were saying. It was kind of like, uh, you know, like, did you write it in like Klingon? Yeah, or? I was to say Klingon or something. Yeah. Yeah. What, what did he say? It's but just yeah. have no idea. <laughs> one of my one of my friends and I actually made up like this whole symbol thing, and when we would write notes in symbols, so that if anybody got them, they wouldn't know what they they were. And I mean, you know, I suppose you could have figured it out if you had the key or something. But I got to the point because we passed so damn many notes, we would just sit there and write pass notes back back and forth, writing in these symbols and be able to read them. We we passed so many notes. Well, I have a question. <laughs> speaking of reading and speaking of dreams. Um, and I didn't even think about asking you this on here, but since you're uh, misinterpretation, um, the last episode that I had of my podcast was all about reading in your dreams. And what brought this subject up was an old blog post I had years ago. In one of my dreams, I read a sign. It was on um, an awning, like on a, on a building, on a street. And I remember it was a, a blue, like a really deep blue or purple or some color like that. Mm-hmm. And on the sign, it said velvet in capital letters. Okay. Very random. And I woke up so excited thinking, I have never read in my dreams. And the fact that I can tell you right now what the word was, freaking weird word because it was velvet. Yeah. You know, weird. I mean, how gay is that? But I mean, <laughs> I woke up thinking, what in the world does that mean? Do you have an interpretation for that? Well, so it, it's there's all sorts of things in there that make it really rich for interpretation. So first of all, the color, it means something. The shape of the sign means something. 
the word velvet means something. And what I would say is probably it would be what the word velvet means to you. Purple is a sign of like spirituality or um, uh, third eye communication, psychic stuff, that type of thing. Um, and But it would also depend on the context of the dream. I mean, was it just a sign or was there other stuff going on in the dream? I, well, I, I remember as soon as my brain in the dream started processing that I read something, I that, instantly that was all she woke wrote. up. Yeah, that was so. Um, I don't remember anything that happened before. I may have at the time. Yeah. Now I don't remember, but um, it was just like an old school, you know, awning off the side of a brick building, yeah. and uh, just capital letters, velvet. I and would, I don't remember if it was blue or purple at this. I point. would suggest if you read in a dream, and that's a cool topic for a podcast, that it's significant. So whenever something really stands out to you, whether it's a word you read or like I've awakened sometimes like with a name of something in my head and I immediately Google it <laughs> mm -hmm. to see. Um, so, yeah. And, and sometimes it's like the name of a disease I've never heard of before and I Google it and I'm like, oh. So I, I would say that velvet, it, it, so it was significant at the time, maybe not necessarily now. So it would have to do what was going on in your life and what that would have meant in your life then. But the purple is, is the third eye, the spirituality, mm. the connection to higher realms and that type of thing. Yep. And, and I, also, I think velvet just sounds like a personal word that has something that would have meaning to you. It maybe would, it was have, about, it would have to be really prints. nerdy. And purple, Ooh, velvet. Yeah. Maybe purple rain. Maybe. He wore that little purple velvet suit. Yes, he did. True. I didn't, you know, I never was a huge follower of Prince, though. I'm not sure that would have been, not that I disliked Prince, but have no, you, I was going to tell you, I woke up also one morning from a dream where I am pretty confident in my dream I composed a melody. Nice. And I woke up with the melody in my head. And yeah. so then your brain is thinking, oh, my God, is this an existing song somewhere? How can yes. I can I Shazam this stuff and figure out if this right. is an existing song? Or did I seriously just – you know, I used to be a composition major in college. And so I'm thinking, did my composing brain just bust out this melody in my dream and it's still in my head? Or oh. is it something I heard before I went – because, you know, before you go to sleep, if you're listening yeah. to a song, yeah. mm -hmm. sometimes you wake up hearing it in yeah, your head and you would think that if you heard it between now and then that you would be like oh that was the yeah true i would uh, probably what i would suggest if like something that happens get up and actually write, write it, it down. down yeah, yeah. write it write down the melody because i mean you know you know what? which notes and you know which intervals and i mean you're a composition dude so you know how to do that so write it down so that then you, if you hear it, you're like, okay, this was, but yeah, I think probably, um, you know, you probably composed. I, I have a lot of story ideas come to me in dreams. Um, you know, I have a lot of my blogs that I write are because I dreamed them. Have so, you been to the other side in a dream? Mm, I have been to the other side in hypnosis, but this is about you, not me. Yes. Have next you been week. to the other side? Next Trying week, to next take week. over the show. Already. No, that's next, next week, week, dude. Come on. Next week, man. Hold your, cool your jets. Yeah, we, that... gotta save the, <laughs> we have to save the excitement for next week. That's right. Um, have you ever been to the other side in a dream? 
I don't think I have. No, I um, um, when I started thinking about that, it's going back to Sylvia Brown. You know, one of the things I liked about Sylvia Brown is she was very good at painting a picture of you know what she um claimed the other side was like and even down to the buildings and what the buildings looked like and and everybody you know. is 30 years old and they're all three feet off the ground yes mm-hmm. and she what's the temperature that it always is it's like 65 or 70 or something i don't but know but there's also different continents too so i guess you know maybe there didn't have to be the same temperature well sylvia knows for sure now that's all i can say yes yes unless she's come back so I find it interesting that you are fascinated by Sylvia Brown. You're right. She does write a good book. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I've, I've read, a, I, I, I actually tend to think about Sylvia Brown, that she had genuine abilities and that she had a genuine desire to help. But as her fame increased, the pressure to always be right increased. Yeah. And um, that uh, then manifested as her sometimes... I don't know if it was a lack of discernment or a just outright saying whatever came into her head. I'm I'm not sure, but I but I think that that happens with people who are famous psychics, is you know, and that that there must be tremendous pressure. I would true, think. yeah. And I also think that um, you know the the poor thing was um, I mean she did not have the most pleasant sounding voice. And, you know, that kind of gave her, it was hard for people to, you know, people would judge her by, you know, her appearance and her sound. And, you know, if it's, um, if she, you know, was a little more Long Island medium, like, you know, would more people have, you know, would, would she have had as many criticisms? Yeah, because that chick doesn't have an annoying voice. Oh. Teresa Caputo. Uh, Caputo, yes. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, you know, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, uh, I remember back many years ago, before I really was, um, when I was still in denial about my own abilities and things, I would watch Sylvia Brown on the Montel Williams show. She would be on like every Wednesday or Thursday or something, and I saw her get some stuff that was pretty, pretty specific. And, and, and so I've always believed she had abilities. I just think that the, the pressures of fame um, and e- ego steps in, you know, and, and you suddenly you, you become a slave to your ego because now you have this audience that you feel you need to please. Yeah, so. one of the psychics that was at the um, Haunted America conference this weekend um, I really, really wanted to track her down and um, interview her briefly, and um, I might still look into talking to her for my show, but she was doing a public seance one of the evenings at the hotel, and I wasn't it filled up before I was able to get there, so um, I wasn't able to do it. But she publicly said a few times, and Troy Taylor even said a few times it would be her last public seance. And I did ask her in the kind of first night where they had, you know, they all get up there in the front and answer questions. I asked her why this would be her last public seance. And she said it was the pressure of wanting to give everybody validation of spirit communication. Everybody yep. wants to talk to their dad or their their grandma or whoever. Yep. And the pressure was too much. And then you yep. feel guilt, she said, when she would leave. And, you know. That's why uh, I've never done readings. Mm. 
Yep. I get it. It's, I have a friend who keeps telling me you're going to get into readings. Uh, he's my psychic actually. You're going to get into readings. I'd like you to start doing some gallery readings. And I just, I, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> no, and I mean, and Chuck's perfectly comfortable with that. Chuck wants to do those things. Um, but for me, I just, I, yeah, I, I don't ever want to get into a place where ego takes control. I don't want to I be agree. that guy. I agree. Yeah. That's why I'm, I'm always up front when I tell them, I go, look, I could get nothing. It's not, it's, it's not my control, you know. It's whatever comes to me. I tell you, if it makes sense, fine. But I've seen, so many, I've seen so many people. I've seen so many people fall into that trap. Mm-hmm. So, so do you think that, um, so y- I would assume you're pretty well versed in like well-known mm-hmm. psychics. So what do you think of, um, Dan and what's his name or, um, James Van Prague or John, um, Edwards. Yeah, Edwards. um, I, I have read, uh, John Edwards, Dan and Brinkley. Is that his name? Something like that. Anyway, go on. Sorry. You no, know, I don't, I don't think I know that one. The, mm-hmm. the one that I'm most fascinated with now, who is very hip, with using a much cooler word than hip, but he's very hip. Um, and his name is, oh my gosh, he's got a show now. He's like Hollywood a night. Medium? Yes, yes. Like a 19 year old kid. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been mm-hmm. trying for a while to get him on my show, but he is fascinating right now. And, and talk about a, you know, a new generation of like, um, you know, psychics and things i mean this is it's so very interesting um but yeah uh i did read a book uh john edwards john edwards edward i edward, did read i think no edward S. i do I remember think- liking his show when he had his gallery reading show that oh, was very I, cool. I used to like yeah, him too I like yeah yep. yeah i liked him too He's mm-hmm. on this thing called Hay House. I get him on my phone. You can he gives you like free videos now, and he'll talk oh, about yeah. your intuition and stuff. It's very oh interesting yeah, stuff. Hay House. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am on that radio thing too. I listen to the Hay House radio. I like Hay House because they yeah. they tend to have affirmative kind of the metaphysical and the energy healing and yeah. and and all of that. So yes. I dig I like that. that absolutely. It's cool. Well, Patrick. Oh, is it time already? Oh. Yeah, you're going to be back next week, so that's exciting. You and Nicole Strickland. I'm um, super pumped. Yeah, have you and Nicole had a chance to talk? Do you guys even know what you're going to do? We don't care. I mean, you know, you, you're running the show. I think we're waiting on some instructions. I don't think there are any. I, you know, you guys <laughs> no. are running the show. Instructions is I, I think uh, sh- run the show. Cheryl right. needs to jump in and save us and uh, give us a, a bullet list of... Uh, <laughs> We have some things we can tell you. Yeah. Well, and we, I mean, we have some things that we've talked about. Like we each have a, a list of books that's been influenced us. And, and, you know, so we have a few things. And I think Cheryl has some clips and, and things like that. So you'll have to talk to her about those things. Um, because Chuck and I are, are just basically flying by the seat of our pants. Yes. But in the meantime, even though you're going to be back with us next week and it's going to be all about us, it's still all about you for a few more minutes. So why don't you shamelessly self-promote for us? I would love to shamelessly self-promote. Uh, my site is bigseance.com. And that's where you'll find... I don't really do too much blogging anymore, but I have years of blog posts on there, but that's also where you can find the podcast, but it's also on iTunes and tune in radio and stitcher and, um, the Google play and all the places that you find uh, podcasts. I'm on Twitter. 
I have a really cool Facebook group for my listeners called the Big Seance Parlor. And so if you join that, we have a lot of nerdy discussion and stuff like that going on there. And, you know, one of How my... How am I not a member of that? Did I you know. I'm going to get on tonight. I, I'm you on are going to have to send a request. I guess I could invite you. I guess I'm not used to inviting people. I'm used to people requesting. But With requests? But we're yeah, very special. You are very oh. special. And I have oh. to say, again... Chucky e. G is going to be a future guest. We have to still kind of schedule something, but he's going to be on soon. I've got a few um, psychic mediums coming on. They they're not in the can yet, but they'll be um, those <laughs> those interviews will be. You know, that's the difference between live radio and podcasting. We're I know, as you you get to you actually get to to think about it. You know, everything we say goes out on the air. You know, he's going to put the screws to me. I just know it. <laughs> uh, he is a very gracious host it's fun to be uh, on your podcast I enjoyed it okay. when I was on and you know what I really liked is that we weren't just stuck talking about paranormal stuff we kind of kind of went a little bit everywhere and I was good with nice. that Ooh, I look forward to that then love some regular nerd topics as well doesn't yes. even have to be paranerds that's because you're a big nerd yourself and you're, giant you know, <laughs> that's right Hey, I like nerds. I, I have a soft spot. I'm married to a nerd, so got a soft spot for nerds. It's all Everybody good. needs at least one in their life. Well, yes. There you go, ladies. Did you hear that? Nerd. <laughs> I, I have never been a nerd myself, but I've always been nerd adjacent. Mm. Oh, nerd adjacent. Okay. Yes. I'm going to go look that up really quick. I don't know, but the, I'm not. Am I nerdy? No, I'm not nerdy, am I? Uh, oh God! Look at the look. That's a yes <laughs> from Karen. <laughs> Lord, if you people got seen that look, looks Chuck, to you, kill. Are, you are super cool, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's too late now. It's too late. <laughs> Can't reel in it now, sister. Stop. Oh, so Patrick, mm-hmm. we're going to be talking next week. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. We're we're going to have fun on the big. On the yeah, big three hundred, um, it's and we. I'm really happy that you've agreed to do it, and that you you know yeah. sit in, in the Chucky chair every once in a while when he's taking time off, and you know you're you're becoming a part of our little pug family. Oh, and you know how often does three hundred happen? I mean, really, that very rare. Very so. I I was gonna say it's actually to do three hundred podcasts or three hundred broadcasts um, for a for a. An internet radio show is actually pretty significant, I think. So, yeah, yeah. it's it's an it's an accomplishment for sure. You've sur- you survived. Well, oh, I a don't know. Three hundred ep- episode survivor. We know because we have not made it on the air yet for the next show. You, you know, <laughs> I'm jinxing you. I'm so sorry. We are counting our chickens before they hatch, man. <laughs> Well, thank you for coming on the big show, and I really look forward to to having you and Nicole get in the driver's seat next week, and I think we'll have a good time. Well, I want to thank you guys, too, and uh, I'm loving coming on here, getting some frequent flyer miles on on the show, and uh, I guess I'll see you guys next week. You rock. All righty, then. Thank you, everybody. (laughs) It is the Big Seance Podcast, and Patrick Keller. Patrick? Thank you. We'll talk to you next week. Awesome. Peace out. All right. Good night. All right. There you guys go. Patrick Keller, the Big Sands podcast. Uh, Great guest. And uh, like I say, just becoming a a part of the Paranormal Underground family. And we couldn't be happier. He's he's good people. It's fun. I liked it. 
Yes. So, Cheryl. Yes, Karen. Um, I was going to say, why don't we talk about what's coming up on the show? But I think we know. We did. I just want to say for anybody who's just tuned in, um, we have our 300 show special next Thursday. That's July 7th. Three so hours, one hour for each hundred three episodes. Three hours. Yeah. Woohoo. And we have oh. uh, two guest hosts, you just said, Patrick Keller and Nicole Strickland. And they will be interviewing us. us. Ooh, all of us. Chad, too, right? Oh. Yeah. Chad's going to yeah, make all a, of us. A, a rare appearance on the show. Whoa, and Chad. We're going to have some fun. And we also have a special interview. We will be airing the last hour of the show. And it is with uh, Guy Lyon Playfair. He's a currently a council member of the Society for Cyclical Research, and he's the author of the book "This Ho- This House Is Haunted: The Amazing Inside Story of the Enfield Poltergeist." And yeah. you may recognize the name Enfield from the current movie that's out, "The Conjuring 2. Yeah. He, Guy Lyon Playfair investigated that case. He's got in the person. real story. He's that's got right. The real scoop, and so he did talk to us a few years ago on our show but we have revisited with him uh we actually spoke with him this morning and and recorded that right. we're going to play that next thursday during our fun celebration mm-hmm. so check it out and we're going to be doing some fun stuff we're going to pl- be playing a little uh clip some clips of uh some of our fun moments over the years and then we're going to be talking about our favorite paranormal books and i'm sure we'll t- touch on our favorite movies and and just have a lot of fun. Now, do we have to have the list of like our books in front of us so we know what we're talking about? I, I have my list. Yeah, that's a I good idea. Yeah, yeah, I made I my, my list. list. Chad's got his list. I mean, no, I don't, have to, I don't yeah. have to have the five favorite guests, right? Because those are just no. given to you. So you he sent those to Cheryl. No, yeah. that's just so I could pull I'm some just clips. Making sure. Yeah, just no, making you sure don't need to have that a, list. Like a well, and guest, and are we going to invite our listeners to call in if they choose as well? Is that going to be part of it? If they are live in the chat room. And that, yeah. that means you must go to mixlr.com and sign into the pair. I think you have to, to join. Just yeah. you know, sign up real quick and join the Paranormal Underground chat room. And then you can possibly call in and talk to us. Because what a thrill for all of you to be yes. able to talk to us. Darn right it would be. That's right. You talk to us. <laughs> darn right. Yeah. Or, or you could just type your question in the chat room. You don't even have to call. If you want to right. call, that's great. We like talking to new people. So, you uh-huh. know, you're invited. Any single ladies that want to talk to me, I'm up for it. <laughs> I am ready. That's oh, a little creepy. A little no, there you go. Creepy alert. <laughs> creeper. Creeper. I'm sorry. I just had to do it. I, I know. It. And Cheryl, did I see that there's a new issue of the magazine oh, out coming out? Oh, like, yeah. I, I know I saw it in my inbox. I haven't even had a chance to look at it yet. There's a new issue, and it's on paranormalunderground.net. You can also cool, buy a, a print copy on demand. Go to madcloud.com and type in mm-hmm. Paranormal Underground Magazine. There's a new issue out, um, and you should check it out. It's full of all sorts of paranormal goodness. You will not regret it. In fact, um, we have a special report from uh, our writing correspondent in the UK. His name is Ian White, and he is has been on the show before, actually. He's written a lot for the magazine. He writes on some cool cases that have happened in the UK mainly, but um, also other parts of the world. But he did a special report on the Ghostbusters movies and actors then and now. And so um, it's a fun little Neat. special report. So check cool. it out. And uh, yeah, it's got a lot of good stuff in there. 
Very good. And yeah. the fourth is coming up, Independence Day on Monday. You guys have big plans? Uh, no. You? I um, you know, here's the thing. This is the first time that Tanner isn't home. And so I don't have to watch him light off fireworks and worry he's going to blow off his hands. So oh. I'm actually really super excited. <laughs> it's we the little things in life, isn't I it? I know. But we yeah. have a bonfire, a friend's um, house, and they have a bonfire every year. So oh, we, cool. we do that. That's nice. what we're doing. But my big thing I'm excited is this weekend, Saturday, we're headed up to Wellington with, uh, with Rob St. Helen, who oh, is... Nice. Ah, and uh, Jamie... Um, Jamie Tomasek, who used to be Jamie Coates, who was in the books I've written about Wellington. So, have yeah. fun! Yeah, gonna be a good time. I'm so excited. You know me; I love me. And this is the first time we've been in because the road just opened like a week ago. Well, oh, cool. later this year is, or is it? Is it no, it usually opens mid to late June. Oh, it does. Um, and okay. we had some late snow in the mountains this year. It like three weeks ago, it snowed in the mountains. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, Washington State, you just never know. But, hey, Wellington is open, so summer is officially here. And I hope that all of our listeners don't blow their hands off and have safe fourths. Yes. Don't, don't burn your house down. Don't blow your hands off. Love don't become stumps. a ghost. Just, you know, be be careful. That's yes. all I'm saying. And uh, do do we actually have shows planned past 300 or are we just we're getting to 300 and we're like, that's, that's it. it. We're done. We have a few shows passed. Woo! Oh, thank God. We're not okay. quitting just yet. You guys right. stick around a little bit longer. July 14th, Karen Dahlman, you guys talked about a little bit earlier in this show. She's the author of the book, The Spirits of Ouija for Dec Decades yeah. of Communication. Yeah. That'd be fun. I'm looking forward to that one because, mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I've played around with Ouija boards a little bit. My opinion, of course, is that there's nothing inherently wrong with them. Um, it's just like doing EVPs. Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree. So, although there is a phenomenon that I want to find out about, uh, yeah, we have a minute or two. And it's that because I was listening, I had the radio on one night and when I was driving home late at night and a, um, it's coast to coast, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, coast yeah. to coast was on and there was a lady on and she was talking about the Zozo phenomena on Ouija boards. Yes. And we've actually had Zozo come through on a Ouija board before wow. and I had no clue and and so I heard her talking, and I actually got home and I texted Andy. I was like, "Oh my God, this lady was talking about so so on Ouija boards." And he was like, "That was real." Yeah, well, supposedly. <laughs> I said, "I don't know. Yeah. I I have Real's no idea." Mm -hmm. So yeah, I had I had never heard of that before, and we had it come through independently, and I'd never heard of it before. Uh -huh. And we were just like, we just every time it would come up, we would flip over the thing and say, "No, we're not going to talk to you. We want to, you know." we don't want to do that. Uh, and that was just kind of an instinct thing, I think, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So, well, that's cool. well, that's yeah. Cool. All right. Well, uh, two ninety nine out folks. Well, next time you press, we will have climbed the mountain Peaked. and reached 300 episodes here right. on Paranormal underground radio. And I just, I just still can't believe that. I, I can't believe it. So I think, uh, I think for me, I think it's fun because I was a fan of the show, and now here I am on the show, yeah. and I get to enjoy yeah. this moment. So it's gonna be kind of cool for me because I'm still I'm the little the little guy still, but it's still fun, you know. I enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, well, come back next week. Uh, we would love to have a full chat room. 
you know, feel free to have cocktails while you're listening to us because we're celebrating. Feel yeah, free get drunk. To, Come on. Feel free to call in. We're going to just have a good time. We really don't know what's going to happen other than it's a three-hour episode, and the last hour will be the um, interview that, that Chuck and Cheryl recorded this morning with Guy Lamb Playfair. It's going to be weird not having, like, the control on the show. That's going to be, like, uh, yeah. kind of weird. Good. All right, so thank you, everybody, for listening to Paranormal Underground Radio mm-hmm. in the dark here on mm-hmm. MixLR. Come back next week for our 300th episode, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. where Chuck lives and other times and other <laughs> Thanks. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening, and thanks to our guest, yes. Patrick Keller. Good night. Good night. If you'd like to be a guest on Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark, email us at editor at paranormalunderground.net. And until next week, remember this. If something looks out of place or doesn't feel quite right, it could just be something paranormal.